Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up Uninhibited. This is our other weekly show where Josh and I shoot the shit for an hour to an hour and a half. Um, as I said a second ago, Josh is with me. Josh, hello. 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 I'm Greg. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a more of a casual show, by the way, guys. Our, our, our review podcast, which if you're new to the podcast, go check out our review show. Um, every other week we do... We watch two shows in their entirety, and then we do a review of them and give them a grade. Uh, on Uninhibited, it's a lot more laid back. Josh and I, like I said, we just kind of talk about our week, talk about what's on our minds. Um, whether it's a new show that we've watched, a movie, a video game, whatever, or like there's just something in general we want to talk about. Like last week, we bitched about how the internet sucks sometimes. It does, <sighs> sometimes. Like but how? it's also a wonderful tool, and... We'll get into the wonder, the the whys of why I feel it's a wonderful thing. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, I was going to say that uh, last week we were talking about Captain Marvel and the subgroup of 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 dudes who are giving it shit because sorry, not last week, but last episode, last uninhibited. Um, yeah. Because it's uh, you know Brie Larson's vocal about equality and feminism, all that jazz, all that jazz. I was intentionally finding people on like IGN tweets and and fucking with them. Uh, my favorite one by far was a guy who tried to convince me that people like Brie Larson and anyone else who is, um, I guess in that mindset <clears throat> or women that are in that mindset, he said have Electra complex, which immediately made me laugh because Electra complex, if you don't know is basically the female version of the Oedipus Complex. Hmm. And I found that insatiably funny because he, A, was already an idiot, and he just furthered his idiocy by, by saying that to me. So I was very happy. Very happy that was a thing. Uh, I called him a fucking dolt, which made me happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's a, that's a word that's not used enough. Dolt. I like that word. <clears throat> well, it, it's funny. There's there's I don't know. You haven't seen Captain Marvel, have you? Uh, no, because I was not able because I was traveling and uh, I will be seeing it later this week. OK, probably uh, Saturday. Yeah, IGN was doing a bunch of like spoilery top type type of articles. And I mm -hmm. saw, you know, a lot of comments in the threads were like, okay, IGN, give it a fucking week before you start doing all this. Which is fine. But something that I noticed about the movie is that it had three different opinions. Uh, it's okay. It was awesome. Or, I hated it because it starred Brie Larson. <laughs> Those are the three opinions yeah. that I saw on it. The, the majority that I'm hearing is that, you know, it's pretty much cookie cutter marvel cinematic universe origin story there's 
nothing mind blowing, but there's nothing terrible. It's just yeah. kind of middle of the road. I wouldn't say so, it's. I, I certainly personally wouldn't say it's cookie cutter, just because there's a lot of stuff in it that is different. Like, mm-hmm. not to spoil anything, as I don't think I am here, but one of the big things for me is that you know how in every single Marvel movie, origin story, I should say, the bad guy is always somebody that has the hero's powers. Like, Ant-Man fights a guy who's using a Ant-Man-type suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk fights Abomination. Uh, Iron Man fights Iron Monger. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Doctor Strange fights, you know, Dormammu. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, she doesn't really have that in her movie. There is no equal to her. Well, because she's a badass. Yes. That's the thing. People really don't know how powerful Captain Marvel is. Right. Hey, I saw I saw a, a post the other day. This guy posted a meme. And it's a picture of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. <coughs> above, uh, what's his name? Zachary Levy? He's oh. the one that's playing yeah. uh, Shazam Captain Marvel. Yeah. Had a picture of her and a picture of him in it. And it said it uh, on the meme. It says... Uh, one of these is a film called Captain Marvel, and the other one's a lady named Brie Larson. And he's like, you know, he's like, this license should go back to D.C. where it rightfully belongs. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, okay, now i got to pull out my nerd. Actually, um, Fawcett Comics began, you know, uh, writing Captain Marvel. Uh, the Shazam character for Wiz Comics back in 1938. Their first first issue published was February. The cover was February of uh, 20 or 1939. But you know, covers the date that they're released are usually about two months out. So, character was created in late 38, and it was published until 1953. I think it's either 53 or 58 when DC said, you know what? We're suing Fawcett Comics because they've copied our character Superman. Which, I'm sorry, Superman and Shazam, they're not the same character. They're just <laughs> really not. Really not, can, yeah. They, they are similar in appearance and type of dress, but, you know, yeah, they share a couple of the same powers, but origins, everything completely different. I don't, they, anyway... Fawcett, they didn't have the money to fight the lawsuit that DC did or whatever. They said, fuck it, we're not publishing the comics anymore. And they let the trademark lapse on the Captain Marvel character. Marvel, in the 60s, said, you know what? They're not doing anything with that name. They don't own the trademark anymore. Let's make our own Captain Marvel since we're Marvel Comics. So they got the trademark. And as long as they produce a at least one issue every two years that has Captain Marvel in the title, they own the trademark. Now, DC, they didn't obtain the rights to the Shazam character until the 70s, like 72, like almost a decade later after Captain, after Marvel had been using the Captain Marvel. Um, so I was like, dude, you know, Marvel owns the trademark. Marvel legally owns the trademark. Marvel is technically, they deserve the trademark. Fawcett's not around anymore, so they done everything by the book. You know, you can't say that, oh, DC's, you know, Marvel's just trying to hurt DC. No. 
DC was late to the game. They could have acquired that trademark had they wanted. They didn't. But yeah. Get off. Get off it. Get get your head <clears throat> out of your ass, man. But that's and that's I the mean, problem with like the internet and and nerd culture, if you will, these days is that you have a lot of people who who think they know what they're talking about. In reality, they don't know shit from their asshole in the ground. No, no, they don't. They'll see that something and they'll post it, and they don't. Anymore. Yeah. But they'll see something, they'll post it, and accept it as face value and argue it until they're blue in the face. Never once did they look up any little bit of information about it the first time. They just accept it as the gospel and fuck you for disagreeing with me. Those are the kind of people that irritate the shit out of me. I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. it's, It's crazy to me that, like, one of the things that I've experienced recently is that uh, the boys that live out back, every time I have a conversation with them and we have a disagreement, they immediately go to, well, did you see this YouTube video? And I'm just like, hmm. that's not fact. What are they, what are they fucking flat earthers? <sighs> you know what? I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> no offense to flat earthers out there, but come on. Let's have some conversations instead of, you know, saying you're winning against science. Not to call back back to the last episode of All Cued Up. Uh, right. Check that out if you haven't, you know. Fascinating look into Behind the Curve. It, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember because you, you mentioned the Shazam uh, Captain Marvel thing. And I, I went outside. It was like right after the new trailer had just come out. I was like heading to work or some shit. And... Uh, one of the guys, uh, Emil, is standing out there, who's like a friend of those two boys that I talk about, and mm-hmm. um, he he go. I, I, they were like, uh, like, what's going on? What's going on? I was like, oh, I'm just I'm just stoked. Like I just saw the new Captain Marvel trailer, and and he was like, oh, that's that one with Zachary Levi. And I went, I went, no, 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 no. That's that's uh, Shazam. <clears throat> and he goes, no, that's Captain Marvel. And I was like, it was if you go back like a few years or some shit, but. Not re- not in any time recently, and he's sitting there trying to argue with me that like, you know, the Captain yeah, Marvel. He's, they've not called him Captain Marvel, uh, or referred to them as the Marvel family since like two thousand five or six. Now, yeah, I was trying they've to in the Shazam family. Yeah, I was like, he's been called Shazam for like ten to fifteen years, something like that. And he's like, no, no, he's 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 Captain Marvel, and I was just like, dude, look it up. Like, if you think I'm blowing smoke up your ass, look it up. Like, yes, I know that Shazam was called Captain Marvel at one point, but not anymore. At, like, for a very long time, he hasn't been. Yep. And, you know, in the in the 70s and 80s and 90s, all it did was cause confusion. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, everybody <laughs> and, and many, many, many fans out there, I'm not saying everybody, but a great majority of fans always called him Shazam anyway. Yeah, yeah. So DC said, let's just make this easier. Shazam. Stop being butthurt about it because he doesn't have that name anymore. It's okay. You know, he's still an awesome fucking character. But this movie, I don't think it's going to be good. I think that movie's going to be terrible. Really? I do, man. Because when I read Captain Marvel slash Shazam comics when I was a kid, I never got the impression of him as being a 12 slash 13 year old in an adult's body to me the way i read him his 
his uh, <coughs> it was his personality like... changed to where you know he knew he was a kid when he was normal, but when he changed to Captain Marvel, he had the sensibility and rationale of an adult. Fascinating. Um, now, I haven't read any Captain Marvel titles in quite a while. And the fact that the last thing I actually read with him in it was Kingdom Come. So we're talking like 20 years since I read anything with Captain Marvel in it. And that was an Elseworlds tale. So It might be a situation where they recently started rewriting him in the fashion that he is, you know, a, a young boy inside. Yeah, I've, I've not read any new 52 stuff, so I don't know how they write him currently. Because I've never been drawn to the character enough to buy his books you know because when it comes to buying comics with all of my hobbies i have a limited income so i don't buy as many comics as i used to back in the 80s and 90s i used to buy everything well so i have a question for you josh because you said you said that you think this movie is going to be bad but what what confuses me is that you didn't say why it was going to be bad you just said why you don't think you're going to like it yeah yeah I, i that when I say it's going to be bad, I mean, to me, in my opinion, I think it's going to suck. It's not appealing to me because he comes across as a goofy schmuck in a cape. Now, it may be good. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm reserving final judgment for when I see it because I will see it. Yeah, I can imagine but you being I that do, kind of person. I do think that the suit looks terrible. You know, I know he bulked up and gained some weight, but they still went overboard with them shoulders and his <laughs> neck just is too skinny for those shoulders and the you padded know, muscle suit they've given him. You want to know some, uh, a little fun fact about that suit? What's that? The suit itself cost $12 million. <clears throat> there were, Jesus Christ. There I think were, they fucking overshot their wad there. There were seven of them on set. Each copy cost $12 million? Yep. And they bought seven suits. Yep. There's a whole Jesus a, Christ. Yeah, there was a whole article on it, and I was, I was just like, "Good God!" They spent more than half their budget on the suits for this fucker, and they still didn't get it right. Well, oh my God! Not for impression, I think. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean the suit itself. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I don't. The suit itself looks good. It's those goddamn shoulders compared to his neck and the rest of everything else. Maybe, in his head. maybe for me, you know, DC characters are just so silly and over the top to begin with, and and I don't, I don't take any of it seriously at all in any fashion, way, or form. To the extent that, like, when I look at Shazam, I go, <clears throat> sorry, I go, this movie's going to be hilarious and it's going to be silly and fun and exactly what I want it to be. Um, but, uh, I guess I can kind of see what you're from, be, I think it will be silly fun. I just wanted it to be a little more serious fun. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I Like I said, I'm going to reserve final judgment for when I see it, but it's not anything I'm going to rush out to see because there are other things. When does it come out? Uh, soon. Um. I mean, I know I still need to see Captain Marvel, and I'm definitely going to go see Hellboy, and I'm especially going to go see Endgame when that comes out, you know, so you're looking at the next six weeks, that's three movies I'm absolutely going to go see. Um, You know, if Shazam comes out in that same time frame, yeah, I don't know. I might just wait, but 
you know, I just don't think it's going to do as well for them as they hope. Oh, I agree and with I you on that. That's been, I think that's been DC's problem. Well, I think I think um, one of the big one of the big aspects to like you have to put into context. I think I think DC is looking at the success of like um, of uh, Ragnarok and uh, like uh, Deadpool, and they're like, how can we capitalize on that? And they're trying to take a character that could be potential for a lot of comedy and they're really marketing the comedy of this movie. <clears throat> and I think that that's actually going to be a hindrance for them than a, than a positive aspect. Uh, I think, uh, I'm personally looking forward to it because I think it's going to be funny and I, and I enjoy that. Um, but I'm also not taking it seriously because it, to an extent like DC films, DC in general, just, just, it has this way about it that I just don't take it seriously ever. Yeah. Whereas Marvel, I'm like, I'm totally into it. But also, like I said, with, with like Ragnarok, <sighs> Ragnarok worked because, or it was successful because it was an established character, a couple established characters. Yeah. Um, it was the third in that guy's movie. It was like the 17th fucking Marvel movie. I think 17, 16 or 17. Somewhere in there. <clears throat> um, there was just a lot to it that was already there. And yeah. th and and Taika Waititi did a great job at making the stakes feel serious, regardless of the movie's light tone. Yeah. And so if if you can't succeed in that with Shazam, you're it's going to fail. And Shazam is such a weird uh, DC character to begin with. Like, you're asking fans who know Superman... Who is an alien who gets his, you know, powers from radiation, a literal uh -huh. goddess, and a man with a lot of money, um, to introduce a guy who uses magic, who's literally magic. Well, it's easier to buy into because of Wonder Woman. Because right, she you're, is, you're not totally she, wrong, but yeah, I'm not any wrong. <laughs> well, I don't. Here's but, I don't think because there's I know. From my my angle, I've you know you and I have read comics since we were kids. We know these characters mm -hmm. well enough, and going in, we have that mindset. But there's so so many fucking people who don't who don't know that stuff. There's so yeah. many people who just don't know the history of this stuff, and so they're they're looking at Shazam from this perspective. Like, I'll give you this. I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, my my sister and brother in law didn't read a comic growing up. Their experienced comic books were the nerds that read them, and that they made that they might have made fun of behind the, behind the the guy's back with their friends or something. Um, but being into them they now, sound, which is they always sound like terrible people. What's that? They sound like terrible people. No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> Well, you're I, not, you're I not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in that regard, but it's it's just funny to me. But no, so, <clears throat> um, you know, when I talk to them now about these characters and the history of like, I'll give you an example. I think I've told this to you, but not on pot, not on the cast. Uh, we were at a dinner, a family dinner, and my brother Josh and I. We've read like like I said, we've read a fuck ton of comics. And uh, if I were to ask you, Josh. With your knowledge of comics, mm -hmm. who would win in a fight? Hulk versus Thor. Okay. Who would win? 
<sighs> I mean... There's one clear answer. I mean, Hulk. Right. Okay. So you know the answer. Now, this isn't, a, this isn't a matter of opinion. It would be a very, very, very close fight. be a very long fight. Um, a very long fight, and eventually, either, either, and they did this back in the 90s uh, when they did a DC uh, Marvel crossover, Hulk versus Superman. Superman won only because the Hulk just kept growing so much more enraged and so much stronger. He eventually had a heart attack and died. That's the silliest um, shit I've ever heard in my life. But, but I mean, you know, the matter Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets, and the longer he can go. But yeah, eventually his heart just gave out, and uh, that's really the only way I could see Hulk losing a fight, unless you know somebody like Thanos just whips the shit out of him like he did in Infinity. Yeah, War. I would say the MCU Hulk is a lot less formidable. It seems. Yeah. Um, Maybe the Power Stone does have power over Hulk, but at the same time, it's like we've never seen that in the comics. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's a lot of characters that are, like, extremely powerful and have gone against the Hulk, and I swear to God I've seen the Hulk get knocked out a couple times, but it's super not common. And, yeah. uh, but I, I mentioned, I you know, so, I, so Josh and I are sitting down at dinner, and Josh's favorite superheroes in the, in the DC or the Marvel Universe are Hulk and Thor. So he knows a lot about them, probably more than you and I. Um, and uh, so I asked a question. I go, Josh, do not answer this. Everyone else, though, who's who would win in a fight, Hulk or Thor? My brother, sorry, my brother-in-law, my sister, and my nephews all say Thor. Mm -hmm. Josh and I go, wrong, incorrect. And my sister goes, how can we be incorrect? This is a matter of opinion. And I went, no, it's not. <laughs> it is not a matter of opinion. This is a right or wrong answer. And uh, Josh goes, I go, I go, Josh, so so why would Hulk win? Josh goes, because strongest Hulk of all. And I went, right. Strongest, str uh, Hulk strongest of all. Um, um, the answer is simple. Hulk strongest. And Josh goes, right. Strong, strong, strongest of all. And we just kept doing that back and forth. We didn't say anything other than that, those words, but as if we were having a conversation. Yeah. And everyone's just giving us this, giving us this weird look. <laughs> and like, all right, who invited the nerds to dinner? <clears throat> so, yeah, essentially. And so I said, so I just I had to time it out, and I was like, all right, guys, look, here's the thing. Hulk gets stronger, gets stronger the matter he gets. And they were like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, the MCU hasn't told us that. <laughs> So you guys didn't know. So that, you know, that's an example of how, of how people who didn't read the comics would view these movies or view these characters for the first time where the movies don't explain some certain aspects. And, uh, um, and there's certain other scenes in the, in the MCU that really kind of like, oh, well, Hulk would, or Thor would win when Hulk gets knocked out by the Hulkbuster, which... Long time comic book fans were just like, ah, come on. That's not a thing. <laughs> Do you remember that at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, uh, oh, sorry. But, you know, when I, when I talk to them about comic books or like certain characters or just certain things in general, it always comes to light that, there are certain things that they just 
don't know about and that there's certain aspects of the Marvel Universe or DC that might be a step too weird. Um, and I always get worried about that kind of stuff. So like when they introduced Doctor Strange, I was like, how is this going to be taken? Like, are people going to accept this character? Um, because Doctor Strange stuff is fucking weird. Like it's that yeah, part yeah. of Marvel that's really strange. Hence the name. All right. But yeah, man, uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange is a great fucking movie. I know some people, uh, Russ and, uh, Nick that I do MPSP theater with on Friday nights, their favorite Marvel movie uh, out of all of them so far is Doctor Strange. So, you know, he has, he's definitely uh, got a following out there. Uh, I'm 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 super happy that it was well received because Doctor Strange is a great. Oh yeah. Here's the thing about me with Marvel is there's a certain like there's there's the eight there the S tier characters, and those to me are like Black Panther, Spider Man, you know, uh, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, um, uh, Hulk, Thor. Did like you say did you say S tier? S tier. Oh okay. And then like there's the and then Supremes. there's. Yeah, like like top of the line, like the ones that you always read. Then there's then there's the the A class, which is like Punisher, Daredevil, um, uh, you know, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy type characters. Or I'm literally looking at my poster and now. I gotta move my TV so I can see more characters on my wall here. Um, the X Men to me are like A tier, not quite S, but they're A. Um, well, they're they're coming back. They're getting to their the what they're doing now with X Men. X-Men is going to be, I think, within a year, the top team book in Marvel again. Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of the a lot of the uh, uh, S-tier characters won't be there anymore, so they're going to have to bring in the X-Men to fill that lineup. But Well, they're, they're already working on making X-Men, because that's something I've been reading is the X-Titles here in the past few months. Because when the Fox and Disney merger um, came about, and... It's supposed to be finalized this month, where it is. Uh, once they have those characters back in the fold, um, you know, you're going to see them introduced. And here's the thing. You've heard, you've never heard Marvel come out and outright say it, but there were comic creators that said, don't create any more X-Men characters, no new mutants, we want to push the Inhumans, because... We can't make money off of these X-Men films. Why should we make them popular? You know, Fantastic Four book, it was canceled. X-Men comics, they were oh, yeah. badly written. The stories weren't mm. good. You know, they killed off Wolverine. They killed off Cyclops. And There was a podcast I did a while ago as a guest where we had an argument about this. And they were the guy was like, you, you mean to tell me that you believe that Marvel would be that petty to cancel a comic because they didn't have the movie rights? I was like... Yes. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> they make so much off the movie rights. The comic book industry is different than it was decades ago, even a decade ago. Yeah. Um, before the 90s crash, you know, comics basically made all their money off of issues sold. Now it's off of merchandising. Yeah, a, a popular book now, like the top-selling comic now, doesn't even sell 20% of what it would have sold on paper uh in the 80s you know uh they make their movie, they make their money off of merchandising so absolutely 
Absolutely, that's why you didn't see Fantastic Four books and you didn't see good X Men books. And now they're bringing the X Men back to, you know, a few years ago they did Avengers versus X Men. They had Cyclops go batshit nuts. You know, he was possessed by part of the Phoenix Force. He, Colossus, Magic, um, shit, and two others. The name escapes me off the top of my head. But the Avengers had to stop them. And Cyclops accidentally killed Charles Xavier. So he killed Professor X. Cyclops became a mutant terrorist. He became the very thing he always fought against. And then a couple of years ago, they killed off Cyclops in the comics. And now he has been resurrected. And it was a really cool way how they did it. And it involved Cable. But it involved young Cable, who came back from the future and killed old Cable. He's like, you fuck shit up. You stop doing your job. I've got to end you. And then he brings Cyclops back. And he was just like, I missed my dad. You know, he said, now we've got to make things right. So Cyclops is back and he's trying to atone and, you know, get the X-Men back in the good graces. It's really cool shit what they've been doing. Plus, they're also doing this whole Age of X-Men thing. Like, from the Age of Apocalypse back in the day. Right. You remember X-Men that came from that? Um, he, was, he was the clone of Cable from that reality. Okay, so, okay, okay. They okay, call okay. him Nate Gray. Well, he kind of sees himself now as uh, Mutant Jesus, and he has created his own reality. Everybody thinks the X-Men and most of the mutants are dead. And they're doing Age of X-Men right now, and that's really fascinating because they've just been doing that for a month. But anyway. Uh, well, I hope that cool stuff, stuff. Gets, Yeah, like, I really want to see that kind of stuff, like, get introduced into the MCU. Um, yeah. But it leads, again, again, it leads me back to that whole thing of, like, is that too much for this casual audience? Of course. Casual audiences, they can't, they're, they're, they're not invested in those histories and the continuity like we are. They... They go and they watch the movies. They have a good time. And then, you know, as a result, there's going to be a few new comic fans out there. Some people are going to say, hey, you know what? I want to go to a comic book shop. I want to pick up some issues. I want to see what this is all about, how it's different. You know, and it has created some new readers, but it's merchandise. Merchandise is what they're wanting you to go out and buy. You know, like uh, Marvel Legends, now in the past year, they have produced so many new X-Men figures that are coming out and are dropping now and are slated to drop in the future. Uh, they're really pushing out the 90s Jim Lee era looking X-Men. And they look incredible. And for a while, Marvel Legends had been starving for X-Men figures. Like, really bad. Or needed updates of older molds that just weren't holding up anymore. So it's great. It's like anybody that says Marvel wasn't going to be petty enough to uh, not market their own property just because they didn't have the movie rights, flat out wrong, because this resurgence in the X-Men and Fantastic Four is proving it. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. just recently launched a new Fantastic Four book. They well, somebody... just came out with a new Fantastic Four wave in Marvel Legends. Yeah, somebody, and... goes, somebody goes, well, why didn't they do this with, with uh, Spider-Man? And I was like, you, they can't. They could literally could not do that with Spider-Man. They wrote stories that might have turned people away. But mm -hmm. Spider-Man is like one of their biggest fucking sellers, period. Hands down. 
Like, no matter what the situation is, there's no way that they could completely cancel a Spider-Man comics because of this. They can do that with Fantastic Four. They can do that with X-Men. Because, again, they're A-class, not S-class. But we'll see them get back to that. I actually uh, need to see what new comics came in today, so... It's Wednesday. It's new comic day. That's Yay. true, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm excited for you to see Captain Marvel. I think you're going to like it a lot. I, I'm sure I will enjoy it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see her in action because a completely different type of power set than we've got to see on the screen before now. And I want to see how they tie her into in-game. Uh, and I'm sure it's probably just going to be something simple. Uh, but just the fact that you know, she's in Endgame. She's got her own movie. This is huge. I'm excited. Uh, I didn't get to go see it this week because, and this is what I'm going to remember back when I said the internet is a great thing. Yeah. All right. Well, you remember last year in May, I had this um, little old nasty case of almost death that led to the amputation of my lower leg. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 sucked and all. But, um, you know, it's not a bad thing because as a result, the things that have come from that, um, I have been becoming more and more heavily involved with the Realm of Collectors community online. Uh, you know, it's more than just a Facebook group. You know, yes, it is a community of a lot of like-minded individuals. Um, if you're a collector, if you're into any type of collectors, you can join the realm. But this community, man, it feels more than a community. It feels like a family to me because when I was in the hospital, they came, they, they started a GoFundMe and they raised in 48 hours the money to help cover my medicines and hospital bills and enough money to get me and Misty through the summer where she could take off um, work and help nurse me back to health, you know, and take care of me. And it was an amazing thing. But I'm not even talking about the monetary side of that. Just the support and the love that I have received and the friends I have made in this community has been amazing. Um. You know, it's like I'm I'm heavily involved in it now. Now I have a, I'm part of a podcast that's on their YouTube channel, you know, and I'm humbled by being asked to be a part of it, you know. But I went to TFCon in October and I road tripped with a group of people up there and I met all these people that had been providing me support online and sending me messages and checking in on me and calling and talking to me asking how i'm doing now i'm meeting these people in the flesh and hanging out with them and you know spent a week with some awesome people on the way to and then at tfcon on the way back and then new year's you know new year's uh eve uh, i got to go and hang out at bobby skullface's house for a little bit and then you know we hung out at uh, the Pinkertons for New Year's and ring in New Year's with a bunch of members of the realm. And this past weekend, Misty and I, we got up Friday morning and we left about eight o'clock 
or actually it was eight thirty when we left, and at ten we dropped my daughter off at my sister in law's <coughs> in Bristol. Uh, Madison had two Girl Scout cookie booths that she had to work on Saturday and Sunday uh, in Bristol and Abingdon, respectively. And that's, you know, my sister lives uh, right next to the Walmart, pretty much. It's like a quarter of a mile from her house. So she was able to take Madison to that. So we got over there at 10, dropped Madison off. We let, we hit the road by 1030. And we went to uh, Woodbridge, Virginia, which is a little south of D.C., uh, it's in Northern Virginia, and we got up there that uh, late afternoon. Uh, we went to a wedding. Uh, two people, very dear people to me, uh, Jason and Bethany, they got married Saturday morning. And, you know, they invited Misty and I. Uh, basically, you know, uh, at TFCon, they said, we want you guys at the wedding. And I was like, you set a date and we'll be there. And they set a date in November and, you know, I booked a room and we went. And it was great because, you know, Misty got to meet some people she hadn't met before. She had met some of these at uh, at Pinkerton's uh, on New Year's, but she got to meet Eric and his wife, uh, Siobhan. They came down from Michigan and Ian and his new, his new bride, they came down from New York and, you know, uh, Russ and Anna she had already met and Jason and Bethany she had already met and Tyler from Ohio he flew in you know she had met him but uh, she got to meet my buddy Brink uh, he came down from Delaware and you know it was just great because there were a lot of us there were about 30 of us from the realm that were there at the wedding and you know the wedding guests there were like 120 guests and like 30 of us were realm members so we had a good representation, a good presence there at the wedding. But it was a beautiful ceremony. I normally don't do weddings, don't go to weddings. I'm not a fan of weddings. And this was a nice laid back uh, ceremony in this beautiful reception hall on the river. Um, And we had a really good time, man. We just had a really good time. Um, and, you know, Friday night we... uh. Everybody's getting in. We just kind of, we do what the realm does. You know, we hang out in the lobby of the hotel and just catch up and converse with everybody. You know, I got to meet my my roommate at TFCon, Gort. Uh, I got to meet his wife. You know, she came and Misty got to meet her and that was cool. And Misty got to, uh, it, it was great to have her along to be a part of all of this because you know, these are people that did an incredible thing for us as a family. It wasn't just me. It was both of us right. and our daughter. And, you know, she's like, I can't wait until the next meetup on the way back. You know, yeah, it was a long trip. It's like a six-hour drive from my sister's house, my sister-in-law's house, to get up there. You know, we're looking at if we drove nonstop, it's like seven and a half hours nonstop in a car. But of course, you got to stop for gas once. You got to stop for food once or twice. Uh, so you know it's a day of travel, but it's so worth it. No matter how tired we are when we get home, it's so worth it just because of the memories we get to to have and the fun times we get to have with the people that we generally care about. And it's like I was saying, I've seen a lot of these people with the except. I've had. 
I got home on May 24th from my amputation last year. The number of people that have come to visit me here, I can count on one hand. My own brother and his wife, even though they go to my mom's a lot, they've never stopped by here. My sister that lives three hours away and down near uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, she's never stopped by here, even though she comes in every few weeks. Um, my one sister that lives next door, she's come by once or twice to drop something off or to get something. You know, and of course my mom has. But out of my friends, I had one friend come by one time, one friend come by another time, and then uh, two other friends come by twice. <clears throat> That's it. I've seen my my friends in the realm more than I've seen my own friends and family, many of whom just live within five to ten minutes away. You know, more times in the same time frame. It's crazy. It's fucked up. And it's like, God, I wish I didn't live all the way here in the asshole of the state down where I live, you know, like 20 minutes from Kentucky. It sucks being this far south from everybody because I would totally live up there in a heartbeat just to be close to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've obviously got nothing here. I don't have people here. You know? I got people there. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean to sound bitter. I don't mean to sound bitter at all. Um, but it's just like... You know, almost dying, man, it puts things into perspective. I'm not wasting time trying to spend time and begging people to come and see me and visit me. <clears throat> yeah. That have not clearly have not even bothered to make an effort. No, I totally But I'm that. going to do it for the people who have made effort, the people that do care. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to go out of my way. But yeah, we had a great time. There were there were two two little drawbacks to the trip. Um the the first one occurred on Saturday morning. Uh, when I made the reservation, I told them, hey, I'm a lower leg amputee. I require a handheld shower head and a showering bench, uh, handrails in the tubs, you know, you know, the accessibility bathrooms that they have for uh, people with disabilities. And they said, oh, absolutely, we can accommodate you. It's like, excellent. And I got there, and the staff, the lady at the uh, at the check-in desk, she was amazing. She was very polite. She's like, I looked up and I looked at the room myself. They have made sure that everything was installed. It looks good. I was like, all right, thank you so much. And sure enough, shower bench, handheld shower head, you know, rails, all that. Great. So the next morning, I'm taking a shower. And I was uh, looking at the shower, and I was like, that's weird. Why is that thing resting on the porcelain soap dish that is built into the wall? It's clamped down with a C-clamp on the, on the tub wall on the outside, but the other edge, you know, the legs were down, but the corner of the bench itself was resting on the soap dish. So I'm standing on my left leg, and I'm resting on my right knee on the shower bench, and it's the perfect height, uh, so I'm able to stand up and shower. This is great, because normally I don't get to do that. Well, the legs weren't locked down. It was only resting on that dish. All of a sudden, it went out from underneath me. Jesus. And fortunately, I was alert enough 
to where I was able to grab the bars and keep from falling all the way, but I did smack my face and head on the side of the shower wall <clears throat> and still have a knot. This happened Saturday morning. It's Wednesday now. Uh, it's the time we're recording this. I still got a knot on my head, and I had a headache until yesterday. But I was like, Misty was in the bathroom, and it scared the fuck out of both of us. I could have been severely fucking hurt. Um, Yeah, seriously. And I was like, that sucks. So she got the thing out of there because we couldn't get the legs to lock down. Well, she got it out of there, and I just lowered myself easily, and I sat down, and I just showered like I normally do at home, sitting in the tub, you know? And that's fine. And I didn't say anything about it to anybody until we were at the wedding, and, you know, I was kind of wincing in pain. I was touching my head. And uh, it was me and Misty. We were outside, and Brink and J.D. and Chandra. Uh, we were We were sitting there talking. And I was rubbing my head, and I said, guys, I fell in the shower this morning. I told them what happened, and Chandra was like, did you tell them? I was like, no. She's like, you should. I was like, well, I didn't want to make a fuss about it. And then and then I got to thinking, I was like, oh, wait. If they installed this and this happened to an elderly person, they could have been severely hurt or worse. Yeah. You know, this could lead to a fatal injury for an elderly person or a young child or something. So we got back and I reported it to the girl's desk. She's like, do you need medical attention? I was like, no, I just got a headache. But I just want to make sure that you guys know what happened. You know, for future instances, just in case, you know, this could lead to something far more serious than me having a knot on my head and a headache. This could lead to a broken bone or uh, internal injury or a death, you know. So I'm not trying to swindle you guys or anything, but the next morning I didn't want to take a shower. I just wanted to get on the road. I was like, fuck it, I ain't getting back in that shower. Hotel company, my visit today, they refunded me the entire stay and gave me rewards points on my honors card for an extra free night's stay. That's good, uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they said, you know, they're absolutely going to make sure that their benches, you know, that's not going to be an issue in the future. And they're going to make sure that everybody uh, is properly trained on installation of those. <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, so that's a positive coming out of a negative. The yeah, only other drawback was, you know, we tried to go to Dave and Buster's that night after the reception. And Jason had called ahead and let them know, hey, we had a wedding. We've got a big party coming tonight. Can you accommodate a party of about 15? And they said, yeah, not a problem. So we get there at 7. And they said, yeah, it's going to be about a 20, 25-minute wait. 45 minutes later, and they'd already seated um, a party of similar size in front of us. They said, well, we got one more party in front of you. But we're going to get you in. Okay. They said a few more minutes. Okay. 45 minutes go by, and they had, se they had seated another party, smaller, but had seated another party. And they said, it's still going to be a few more minutes. And at this point, I'm exhausted. I'd been up since 5.30 that morning, prosthetic on since 6.30. Uh, hadn't taken it off one time to rest. Um. And they had given me a chair to sit in, but, you know, the rest of us, we're all standing around waiting. And, you know, I'm sitting there resting, but the, 
up against the wall, but servers and other customers are walking by and they're tripping on my prosthetic because the way it's cut in the back, the way it's made, I cannot keep my knee and my leg at a 90 degree angle. I have to put it out at about 75 degrees, angle it out just a little bit. So they're tripping on it and it's jerking it out from under me and it's, you know, banging my leg around. It was hurting. So I was getting, I was already hungry. I was extremely irritated. I was getting angry. And Misty and I, we just left. We got some Burger King. Russ and Anna took us back to the hotel because they had, uh, he had to eat because he had to take medications and he was getting cranky. They were ready to go back. I was like, you know what? We'll ride back with you. I'm getting, and we just got some Burger King. We were super happy. That was the only other drawback of the weekend. But man, other than that, a great time seeing everybody. I can't wait until we get to do it again. Um, you know, even, even little mishaps and drawbacks like that when not everything goes perfect, it still makes the weekend incredibly worthwhile. And, yeah, no, yeah. you know, it sounds, sounds awesome. Really, really looking forward to the next opportunity. <sighs> yeah. But that's, that's the good side of the internet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, you and I would have never become friends, the friends that we have if it hadn't been for the internet yeah. yeah so it's just it's just the pro- the problem with anything good is that there's always people who do the stuff that's bad with it so oh absolutely like uh i don't know if you heard about these josh you want to hear something that's bad about the internet <laughs> uh, after all that positive we just talked about what are you talking about i'm sitting here spreading love and happiness and stories about memories and you want to bring it down with the negativity? <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> um, there are uh, uh, pedophile rings on YouTube and Instagram who are Jesus, yeah, who are making comments and videos of like kids doing things, like parents oh, recording, no. yeah, parents recording their kids like doing somersaults or at gymnastics things, and yeah. Oh, oh, like kids just being innocent kids and parents, you know, recording the accomplishments and things. Yes. And but these people are making it dirty. Yep. Ugh. <clears throat> it was brought to my attention via certain podcasts that I listened to. I was just like, wow, what did just ruin wholesome shit? Yep. Well, those people suck. Yeah. Wholeheartedly and deserve any negative thing that happens to them. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was an interesting weekend over here. Uh, my brother came into town for uh, his birthday, and we went to uh, we went to a bar, and while we were having drinks, uh, he basically announced that episode one is his is his favorite in the prequels. Um, and for anyone asking, did he, you immediately disown him and shun him for such a terrible uh, <laughs> opinion? Well, no, because I want to understand why. Oh, okay, and. First, he wanted to make it clear that his that the best movie in his opinion is Empire, which is correct. Okay, he's not wrong. Right. Um, but in the prequels, he likes Phantom Menace over any others. 
Now, Josh, if I ask you that question, which prequel movie is better? What well, what's the correct answer? Well, the consensus is Revenge of the Sith. Well, I wasn't asking consensus. I was asking what's the right answer. <laughs> I like all, I just like all three of them equally the same. Josh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the prequels. I'm not. But if I were to watch them, um, the Phantom Menace is my my second favorite, and Attack of the Clones is my least favorite. So yeah, okay. So you have the same order as everybody else. I feel like, unfortunately, yes. <clears throat> um. And, uh, he was just like, he was like, it has the best lightsaber fight, which my, it does have a fantastic lightsaber fight. I will give him that. Right. And I said, I I told him, I said, you're not wrong. I said that choreographed fight, the, the, you know, Darth Maul, all that stuff is awesome. Um, I said, but there's so many other things about it that suck. Like one thing that people kind of shit on in Phantom Menace that I actually defend is the pod racing. That's actually a fucking cool scene. It is. It's the dialogue during the pod racing that sucks. Eh, eh, whatever. Uh, yippee! It's, I mean, it's, come on. it's, yeah, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, uh, I said it's so many, there's so many other things that are just awful about that movie, and Clone Wars is just mostly forgettable. Like, if you remember anything from those movies, good luck. Uh, but, but Revenge of the Sith has some of the best, like, lore building shit it has some of the best uh um it has some of the best uh uh <clears throat> like thematic storytelling stuff in the prequels i have to be very clear on that in the prequels uh but the biggest issue that the whole though like that it, that all three of them have is that george lucas can't direct his way out of a fucking paper bag and uh you're not wrong. And jo- Josh and I were just like, my brother Josh, we were just telling Jeff, we're like, look, man, like, you can like that lightsaber fight. We get it. But a Star Wars movie isn't about its lightsaber fights. Like, that is no. absolutely secondary to what else is going on. And I think that's, that's you know, if we go back to, like, why I think people dislike Jedi so much, retry, sorry, Last Jedi so much is, it's not those prequel movies. I find that a lot of people bitching about those movies, about Last Jedi, are the same kind of people who really go to Star Wars for like they're the type of people that go, Star Wars is about lightsaber is about like uh, uh, light swords and uh, space wizards, and it's like no, there's more than that, but okay. But I, mean, I also had to clarify to him, like, I was like, I ultimately don't care which is your favorite of the prequels. Because as you rec- as long as you recognize the prequels are not good, <laughs> then we're okay. Yeah, yeah the, compared compared to the others, they are not good at all. Um, it, it's like I my, mean, a my, lot of people love Revenge of the Sith. I didn't care for it. I mean, I didn't. There was a lot of things about it. There were things about it that were cool, yes, but, I mean, there's a lot about it that I just did not care for. 
There's a lot of very bad about it. Oh, sorry for the yawning. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of really bad about it. Um, I was like, one of the big things for me is uh, Darth, or you know, Anakin turning into Darth Vader. It's just so. No. That, that was yes, awful. Yes. <sighs> Dude, it's just like it's just crazy. But yeah, he he, you know, I told him I said ultimately I don't care about this argument about which of the prequel movies is better. Because as long as you recognize that the original trilogy is better than the prequels and that the new trilogy is better than the prequels, then we're okay. Mm-hmm. That, and I absolutely agree on both accords. I mean, there's... Because I can't hate the prequels too much, Josh, because there's some great shit that has come from that. Like, one of the... There my, is. There is. There absolutely is. They just released... But, uh, they just put one of my favorite Star Wars games ever... Uh, for free to play on the Xbox One, uh, Republic Commando. Did you ever play that? I did not. It is fucking stellar. It's basically, um, it's a squad of clone troopers that were like that excelled at everything, and they're sent on some. Uh, actually, it's just it's just three. It's three fucking levels in the game, but they're long, long levels. Um, mm-hmm. the first level is uh. <clears throat> Actually, I'm pulled up right now on my Xbox. Um, I believe the first level is Geonosis, and uh, oh, god damn it! Why am I drawing a fat blank right now? It's, it's what you do. Would you stop it? Well, <laughs> and the three levels that I'm thinking of are there's Geonosis, and then there's like a ship that was abandoned somehow and you have to go on the ship and try to figure out what happened and it turns into like a horror story for like a minute because you can't see any enemies and then the third mission is on Kashyyyk hmm um yeah and like the end of the game builds up General Grievous as this like terrifying villain did you notice how everything leading up to episode three uh made Grievous look like a terrifying villain and then yeah. episode three didn't. Yeah. God damn it. That's the thing that pisses me off the most is you made this amazing, just omnipotent looking villain. And he was just such a joke. It was so bad. God, it was so bad. But yeah, like the final, like in the final, in on Kashyyyk, you like have to fight Grievous for like a second, I think. No, you don't ever fight Grievous. He just like punches through a wall once and like he's just terrifying and the audio that comes from it's just like uh we think that's grievous, blah blah blah, and it's just it's oh ha 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 ha. Uh yeah, okay, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, so it's uh Yeah, so the first mission is Geonosis, and it's the beginning of the Clone Wars. And you're supposed to infiltrate a droid factory, destroy, uh, like, a new type of droid that they're trying to build, um, Mm -hmm. and, and, like, blow up something. And then the next one is the ghost ship, and that's, like, a kind of a horror thing, and it's fucking rad. But you save the ship, and the last level is Kashyyyk, where you have to save Tarful. Remember General Tarful? Um, and then assist, and then assist the Wookiee, the Wookiee Resistance, and, uh, and in the process, like, Deal with the fact you might run into Grievous, which is just terrifying. 
It's a fu- it's an amazing an amazing game, dude. Like it's so good. But like if it hadn't been for the prequels, we would have never gotten that game. Yeah. So I, I yeah, can't Grievous Grievous looked amazing. It was just the execution was bad. I mean, you could argue that a lot of the execution was bad. Like, there are so many memes and jokes that come from the the prequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. one of the one of the jokes I always make is like, <laughs> Anakin, somebody's invaded the Jedi Temple and they're killing all the Jedi's, and then just poop. It's just poop on the ground right then and there. Yeah. Uh, he said poop. Poop is a funny word. It is a funny word. I don't know. I could talk about Star Wars forever. I just, I love. What? Here's what I'm, I'm like, I can't believe we haven't gotten an episode nine trailer yet. They've got to be saving it for celebration next month. I'm thinking so. Yeah. Cause we haven't but, gotten a title. Like we had a title before we had a title for, for last Jedi before we saw a last Jedi trailer. Do we have a title for episode nine yet? No. We don't, do we? Nope. No title yet. Which is odd because we got we got a trailer for Force Awakens. Uh, we got a teaser at the Super Bowl. You know, in January or February, first week of February at the Super Bowl, uh, the year it came out. Same for uh, Rogue One, I believe. Uh, same for Episode Eight. Yeah. And now it's just like we've not gotten one yet. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, I don't, I don't think that Catherine Kennedy and everyone over at Lucasfilm are. Do they still consider themselves Lucasfilm? They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're still Lucasfilm, yes. Um, <clears throat> I think that with the 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 backlash that the loud, annoying backlash that came from Last Jedi. From the um, very, very small minority. I'm not saying it's not a minor, small minority, but I think what they're doing is uh, they are taking one one small thing that I will agree with, and that's maybe dial back how much Star Wars we get a year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bob Auger himself even said, I shouldn't have put Solo out in May. I should have held it off till December. Yeah, absolutely. I you hope, know. Yeah. And in, I'm like, I get that. You know, I get. I get where they're coming one, from. One a year is fine, as long as you're not trying to put out a saga story every two years. What, if you're what, going, uh, what kills me, Josh? Here's what kills me: is I'm in the mindset of if you enjoy something, if you like something, why would you not want more of it? I agree, but there's also that aspect of too much of a good thing. Um. You know, it can destroy interest, oversaturation. Um, I would like to see a Star Wars story a year, but like Episode 7, Episode 8, Episode 9, I would like to see them three years apart, like the originals, like the prequels. And, you know, if you want to have a story, a Star Wars story a year, give me a Rogue One, give me a Solo, give me a Boba Fett, give me an Obi-Wan movie, give me something standalone different that can tie in loosely, but doesn't have to like be completely tied in, you know what I mean? I guess give I me, guess my give me anthology <clears throat> give me an anthology movie every year. Or I something. guess my reason for the whole like oversaturation thing kills me is 
It depends on what it is. Because we, we have three Marvel movies a year, but we don't feel that it's oversaturation. We have a lot of superhero movies every year, and we don't feel it's oversaturation. But, Maybe a few people do, but time, not enough. At the same time, it's different characters, uh, for the most part, uh, that are loosely tied into one bigger thing, and then the one bigger thing finally happens in that. But I'm not. I'm not that. just talking it's, about. I'm not just talking about like the main plot of Star Wars. I'm talking about Star Wars as a whole, like. Yeah, I want more Star Wars. I don't care. I think there is room ultimately for more Star Wars, but <sighs> well, it's very clear to me know, that man. people people have a tendency to because like we were getting if we got one Star Wars movie a year, people were sitting there like literally saying that's too much on the internet, and I'm just like, how the fuck is that? T- it's a two hour movie. How is it too much? Yeah, <clears throat> it's a fucking two hour movie. It was just crazy to me, but uh, um, they, uh, yeah, I think they're going to dial it back a little bit, and they're going to release some more staggeredly, but I know that, like, all the stuff that they were announcing, like the Boba Fett movie, this Mandalorian show, um, uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy, like, all that stuff's still happening. It's just happening a lot less frequently. I just, I don't, man, I just don't understand that mentality. Like, people will sit there and watch a 300 fucking episode anime, and it's fine. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, that's great. 300 episodes, no problem. But, like, two movies a year, and they're just like, I can't handle it. I was like, what? Because it cuts into their 150 episode anime time. Yeah, fair enough. You know what? You got a point. Not, Not a valid point, but a point nonetheless. It's a point that, it's a point that some people prioritize other things. Um. But yeah, I absolutely feel they could do a Star Wars movie a year and do like anthologies. You know, they could. Yeah. Um, you know, hell, remember, I don't know how much of the expanded universe novels that you ever read, but like uh, the Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina was a cool book that had multiple stories about various characters in there. Uh, Tales from Jabba's Palace uh, was about different uh, patrons of his uh, inner circle. Um, the There was um, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, different bounty hunter tales, you know, of how in the old expanded universe, how Boba Fett didn't die in the Sarlacc, that he escaped and partnered up with Dengar because Dengar found him and they formed a partnership. and you know just various little things like that there are so many characters there's so much in that world we've only seen just a vast little corner it doesn't have to be restricted to the skywalkers and the palpatines well i agree I because agree. let's be fair spoiler alert have you read have i told you this have you read the latest issue of darth vader that came out a couple months ago no comic book idw right or yeah. marvel no this is marvel okay. this is marvel and it's official canon it came out in December. You Darth Vader, Volume it. 2, Issue Number 25. They confirmed that Emperor Palpatine fathered Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did tell me that, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was always it was always theorized by the way that he kind of talked about it in Episode mm-hmm. 3. Yep. That makes sense. It works. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say that... Uh, um. <sighs> What was I going to say? Shit. 
Mm. Oh, apologies. Uh. Oh, yeah, there's like, you know, we, we were talking about how like a lot of people look at Star Wars from the aspect of like the Jedi versus the Sith and force powers and lightsabers. And I'm just like, there's so much more that you could do. Like, I'm so happy that we're getting that Mandalorian movie. I'm so happy that we're getting that, that we got Solo. And Rogue oh, One it's, because it's, it's the Mandalorian's TV series. It's going to be on Disney Plus. Did I say series or movie? You said movie. I meant I meant series. I knew it was a series. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, What's uh, his name? Pedro Pascal. That's going to but the guy that's playing the Mandalorian. Yes, I thought he was just starring. I didn't know he was playing the Mandalorian. He's playing the Mandalorian. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like there's uh. Uh, there's so many ways to tell Star Wars stories that don't involve the Force or lightsabers or Jedi's versus Sith or anything in that fashion, and they could be amazing. Like people always go back to things that I feel like have those things in Star Wars, and I'm like, you know, like I said, like playing fucking Republic Commando. There are you're playing as a bunch of soldiers in the Star Wars universe. Dude, that's what I loved so much about Rogue One. That was the Star Wars movie that put the wars in Star Wars. Yeah. That movie was so well done. And you didn't see lightsabers. You didn't see uh, space wizards. I mean, yeah, you saw Darth Vader uh, do that shit at the very end. But you know what? Would that have made that movie... uh, that much more different? No, it made the ending exciting as fuck, and it tied perfectly into the beginning of A New Hope, but that was still a very good movie without that scene. Oh, yeah, you take out that scene, and, and you still have a great story about a about oh. a ragtag group of guys trying to uh, fix a problem that they hadn't planned on fixing at the beginning of the film. Um, mm-hmm. It works really, really well without any of those scenes on the... Uh, Korean cruiser, um, and uh, and when I say any of those scenes, I'm talking about like handing the plans over to Leia. Like all that shit was wholly unnecessary to tell that story, but it yep. was fucking rad, and I enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But that's like that's, that's my that's that is fan service done in a proper way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was almost like a reward for sitting through the movie. Not that the movie was bad. I, that sounded wrong. Yeah, it did sound wrong. What's wrong with you? Don't don't you give me sass. It was that little bit extra. Just like, hey, we've already given you an awesome movie. Cherry on cherry on but, the cake. Cherry on the uh-huh. cake. I think cherry on the cake works really well because it was, you know, it's great. It's like, like the cake is it's awesome. Like, it's delicious. <sighs> it's moist and and you want more of it. Uh, but you're like, oh, I got a little cherry too. Neat. Thanks. Well, you know. That or, you know, getting to to lick the bowl after the cake was made or, you know, how some people do that. I thought my analogy was good, Josh. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was that first swig of blue milk fresh from the teat. There you go. On a side note, staying on the, <laughs> staying on the trend of movies, uh, did you see the trailer for the animated Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I did not. Whole, I did not see the trailer for it. Holy! Sh- I, I haven't read the comic, the three issue comic that they came out with. I want to. Mm-hmm. Did you? No, I've not. Okay. But I have read 
the entire run, with the exception of issue 92, which should drop today, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from IDW. I haven't read any of the macro series, but I need to do so. But the actual mainline T- Turtles comic itself is fucking wonderful. And yeah, I know I this is based on the IDW uh, crossovers they did with Batman. Yes, it's it's directly based on that. So I was curious on how close it sticks to the comic, but it seems like the, the, the idea is that Shredder goes to Gotham for some reason, mm-hmm. and the Turtles follow him there to stop him. Or I guess Shredder and the Foot Soldiers. And Shredder uh, basically teams up with uh, Raj Al Ghul and like releases all of Batman's rogue gallery onto Gotham. And so the Turtles and Robin and Batgirl uh, and Batman have to fight them. Um, I'm very fucking excited about it. It looks fantastic. And they did something really cool with the Turtles, too, that the new cartoon's doing, where uh, all the Turtles are different breeds of Turtles. Like, the different sizes. Like, Raphael is fucking big. <clears throat> but Donnie and, and Mikey are smaller. Yeah, I know, like, uh, and one iteration, I'm not sure. I think it was the... I think it was the 2003 version. I think they had, like, one be a red-eared slider and another one be this, and but I'm not 100% sure. Um, they've not specified it in the mainline IDW comics that they're different turtle species, but, you know. Slash, of course, was because he was a snapping turtle. Uh, well, yeah, that, but yeah. But also, yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks awesome. It looks really fucking, like, fun. Kind of kind of campy a little bit because it's, you know, a silly crossover. But it works. Like, it weirdly works at the same time. Like, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility, but mm-hmm. totally out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to uh, check that trailer out after we get done recording. Yeah, please do. Because it is... Oh, I will. It's fantastic. Oh, man. <clears throat> Anything else on your mind this week? Uh, no, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap up. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I got everything out. Um, guys, uh, for anyone listening to this, if you've made it this far, uh, you get a gold star. Because um, <clears throat> uh, Josh and I have a tendency to ramble. But, uh, yeah, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, Movie trailers, uh, a video game that maybe both of us played, like Josh is playing Octopath Traveler. I know that he loves it. Um, I'm still oh, playing Tetris 99. It's a lot of fun. Um, I have my opinions on that game. Because uh, I played it when it first came out, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not a bad game. I just don't think it was entirely I just had to wait. I just had to wait eight months to start playing it. You just had to lose an entire leg. Um, Not an entire leg, just about 40% of leg. All right, well, 40% still have five inches below my knee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if there's anything you guys want us to discuss, talk about, uh, let us know in the comments uh, on our social medias, on the Facebook discussion group, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. If there's a comment section, leave it there. 
uh, let us know. Then that way we can bring it up. We can talk about it. And, um, uh, and if, and if any of you listening want to be a guest on the show on, on uninhibited, please drop us a, drop us a little uh, line on that. Uh, we record every Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> sometimes it's in the late afternoon when I get off work. Sometimes if I'm, uh, getting over a cold of some kind, or I didn't go into work that day, we record earlier in the morning, but we can always adjust to fit your schedule as long as we get it up that Friday. Um, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we want, we want to have more people on here. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Next week, guys, our podcast will be on, uh, uh, the movie front triple frontier, triple frontier. Jesus. I was like frontier something. And the uh, sitcom series Working Moms. Working Moms. Uh, I've yet to watch either one because me neither. But you know, I was out of town all weekend, so and, I, and I was just lazy. I knew I was going to be traveling and things would be busy, so you know that's why I wanted to have a few short things to watch because of time. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back to our regular review stuff next week. Uh, yeah, to before else. we do that, where can they find you on the internet, Greg? You can follow me on Twitter at ChubRucky. You can follow me on just about anywhere following at ChubRucky, but I'm primarily on Twitter. Uh, I do a weekly podcast with my buddy Anthony uh, called Mission Star Podcast where we talk about latest in gaming news. Um, I have a little segment called Why You're Wrong where I basically uh, vent my frustrations out on the internet. Um, in a politeful manner, or as as more poli- as as politeful as I can get. <clears throat> uh, I also have a Twitch channel, which is uh, Twitch.tv/slash uh, ChubRocky, where I play games occasionally. I haven't been on there in a hot minute, but then again, things have been very busy in my life lately, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I think that's it off the top of my head. Josh, where they can where can they find you? Well, aside from here every Friday with you, uh, they can catch me every Friday night live at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel for a show called MPSP Theater, and occasionally on another show called Off the Runner where we build uh, model kits, paint, uh, you know, as long as we're building or painting or working on something creative, you know, we're on Off the Runner, Uh, but... You can also find me on Twitter as nsabanur1976, Twitch nsabanur76, and uh, yeah, any other social media things are on my Facebook profile, so just uh, find me there. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah, again, uh, join our Facebook discussion group. We need to be more active on there, but yeah, we... Uh, like when we switched our our show to the uh, Flat Earther documentary, um, uh, we we basically asked how everyone felt about that, and we got a bunch of responses, and it was really fun to talk with everybody about that. So it's a good time. You guys should definitely check that out. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, guys, I think that's gonna do it for for us here. Again, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. 